Section three of the Elements of Botany. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Corinne LePage. The Elements of Botany by Asa Gray. Section three. Morphology of Seedlings having obtained a general idea of the growth and parts of a phanerogamous plant from the common flax of the field the seeds and seedlings of other familiar plants may be taken up and their variations from the assumed pattern examined germinating maples are excellent to begin with the parts being so much larger than in flax that a common magnifying glass although convenient is hardly necessary the only disadvantage is that fresh seeds are not readily to be had at all seasons figure eleven embryo of sugar maple cut through lengthwise and taken out of the seed figure twelve and thirteen whole embryo of same just beginning to grow a the stemlet or collicle which in figure thirteen has considerably lengthened the seeds of sugar maple ripen at the end of summer and germinate in early spring the embryo fills the whole seed in which it is nicely packed and the nature of the parts is obvious even before growth begins there is a stemlet collicle and a pair of long and narrow seed leaves cotyledons doubled up and coiled green even in the seed and in germination at once unfolding into the first pair of foliage leaves though a shape quite unlike those that follow red maple seeds are ripe and ready to germinate at the beginning of summer and are therefore more convenient for study the cotyledons are crumpled in the seed and not easy to straighten out until they unfold themselves in germination the story of their development into the seedling is told by the accompanying figures fourteen to twenty and that of sugar maple is closely similar no plumule or bud appears in the embryo of these two maples until the seed leaves have nearly attained their full growth and are acting as foliage leaves and until a root is formed below there is no great store of nourishment in these thin cotyledons so further growth has to wait until the root and seed leaves have collected and elaborated sufficient material for the formation of the second internode and its pair of leaves which lending their help the third pair is more promptly produced and so on some change in the plan comes with the silver or soft white maple this blossoms in earliest spring and it drops its large and ripened keys only a few weeks later its cotyledons have not at all the appearance of leaves they are short and broad and as there is no room to be saved by folding they are straight except a small fold at the top a vestige of the habit of maples in general their unusual thickness is due to the large store of nutritive matter they contain and this prevents their developing into actual leaves correspondingly their collicle does not lengthen to elevate them above the surface of the soil the growth below the cotyledons is nearly all of root it is the little plumule or bud between them which makes the upward growth and which being well fed by the cotyledons rapidly develops the next pair of leaves and raises them upon a long internode and so on the cotyledons all the while remain below in the husk of the fruit and seed and perish when they have yielded up the store of food which they contained figure fourteen one of the pair of keys or winged fruits of red maple 
the seed-bearing portion cut open to show the seed figure fifteen seed enlarged and divided to show the crumpled embryo which fills it figure sixteen embryo taken out and partly opened figure seventeen embryo which has unfolded in early stage of germination and begun to grow figure eighteen seedling with next joint of stem and leaves apparent and figure nineteen with these parts full grown and bud at apex for further growth figure twenty seedling with another joint of stem and pair of leaves so even in plants so much alike as maples there is considerable difference in the amount of food stored up in the cotyledons by which the growth is to be made and there are corresponding differences in the germination the larger the supply to draw upon the stronger the growth and the quicker the formation of root below and stem and leaves above this deposit of food thickens the cotyledons and renders them less and less leaf-like in proportion to its amount figure twenty one fruit one key of silver maple acer dasicarpum of natural size the seed-bearing portion divided to show the seed figure twenty two embryo of the seed taken out figure twenty three same opened out to show the thick cotyledons and the little plumule or bud between them figure twenty four germination of silver maple natural size merely the base of the fruit containing the seed is shown figure twenty five embryo of same taken out of the husk upper part of growing stem cut off for want of room examples of embryos with thickened cotyledons in the pumpkin and squash the cotyledons are well supplied with nourishing matter as their sweet taste demonstrates still they are flat and not very thick in germination this store is promptly utilized in the development of the collicle to twenty or thirty times its length in the seed and to corresponding thickness in the formation of a cluster of roots at its lower end and the early production of the incipient pumule also in their growth into efficient green leaves the case of our common bean fasciolus vulgaris is nearly the same except that the cotyledons are much more gorged so that although carried up into the air and light upon the lengthening collicle and there acquiring a green color they never expand into useful leaves instead of this they nourish into rapid growth the plumule which is plainly visible in the seed as a pair of incipient leaves and these form the first actual foliage very similar is the germination of the beech except that the collicle lengthens less hardly raising the cotyledons out of the ground nothing would be gained by elevating them as they never grow out into efficient leaves but the joint of stem belonging to the plumule lengthens well carrying up its pair of real foliage leaves it is nearly the same in the bean of the old world Faba, here called horse bean and windsor bean the collicle lengthens very little does not undertake to elevate the heavy seed which is left below or upon the surface of the soil the flat but thick cotyledons remaining in it and supplying food for the growth of the root below and the plumule above in its near relative the pea this use of cotyledons for storage only is most completely carried out for they are thickened to the utmost even into hemispheres the collicle does not lengthen at all 
merely sends out roots from the lower end and develops its strong plumule from the upper the seed remaining unmoved underground that is in technical language the germination is hypogeous figure twenty six embryo of pumpkin seed partly opened figure twenty seven young seedling of same figure twenty eight embryo of common bean fasciolus vulgaris collicle bent down over edge of cotyledons figure twenty nine same germinating collicle well lengthened and root beginning thick cotyledons partly spreading and plumule pair of leaves growing between them figure thirty same older with plumule developed into internode and pair of leaves there is sufficient nourishment in the cotyledons of a pea to make a very considerable growth before any actual foliage is required so it is the stem portion of the plumule which is at first conspicuous and strong growing here as seen in figure thirty five its lower nodes bear each a useless leaf scale instead of an efficient leaf and only the later ones bear leaves fitted for foliage figure thirty one a beech nut cut across figure thirty two beginning germination of the beech showing the plumule growing before the cotyledons have opened or the root has scarcely formed figure thirty three the same a little later with the plumule leaves developing and elevated on a long internode figure thirty four embryo of a pea i e a pea with the coats removed the short and thick collicle presented to view figure thirty five same in advanced germination the plumule has developed four or five internodes bearing single leaves but the first and second leaves are mere scales the third begins to serve as foliage the next more so this hypogeous germination is exemplified on a larger scale by the oak and horse chestnut but in these the downward growth is wholly a stout taproot it is not the collicle for this lengthens hardly any indeed the earliest growth which carries the very short collicle out of the shell comes from the formation of footstalks to the cotyledons above these develops the strong plumule below grows the stout root the growth is at first entirely for a long time mainly at the expense of the great store of food in the cotyledons these after serving their purpose decay and fall away figure thirty six half of an acorn cut lengthwise filled by the very thick cotyledons the base of which encloses the minute collicle figure thirty seven oak seedling figure thirty eight half of a horse chestnut similarly cut the collicle is curved down on the side of one of the thick cotyledons figure thirty nine horse chestnut in germination footstalks are formed to the cotyledons pushing out in their lengthening the growing parts such thick cotyledons never separate indeed they sometimes grow together by some part of their contiguous faces so that the germination seems to proceed from a solid bulb-like mass this is the case in a horse chestnut germinating embryo supplied by its own store of nourishment i e the store in the cotyledons this is so in all the illustrations thus far essentially so even in the flax this nourishment was supplied by the mother plant to the ovule and seed and thence taken into the embryo during its growth such embryos filling the whole seed 
are comparatively large and strong and vigorous in germination in proportion to the amount of their growth while connected with the parent plant germinating embryo supplied by a deposit outside of itself this is as common as the other mode and it occurs in all degrees some seeds have very little of this deposit but a comparatively large embryo with its parts more or less developed and recognizable in others this deposit forms the main bulk of the seed and the embryo is small or minute and comparatively rudimentary the following illustrations exemplify these various grades when an embryo in a seed is thus surrounded by a white substance it was natural to liken the latter to a white of an egg and the embryo or germ to the yolk so the matter around or by the side of the embryo was called the albumen i e the white of the seed the analogy is not very good and to avoid ambiguity some botanists call it the endosperm as that means in english merely the inwards of a seed the new name is little better than the old one and since we do not change names in botany except when it cannot be avoided this name of albumen is generally kept up a seed with such a deposit is albuminous one with none is exalbuminous the albumen forms in the main bulk of the seed in wheat maize rice buckwheat and the like it is the flowery part of the seed also of the coconut of coffee where it is dense and hard etc while in peas beans almonds and in most edible nuts the store of food although essentially the same in nature and in use is in the embryo itself and therefore is not counted as anything to be separately named in both forms this concentrated food for the germinating plant is food also for man and for animals figure forty seed of morning glory divided moderately magnified shows a longitudinal section through the centre of the embryo as it lies crumpled in the albumen figure forty one embryo taken out whole and unfolded the broad and very thin cotyledons notched at summit the collicle below figure forty two early state of germination figure forty three same more advanced collicle or primary stem cotyledons or seed leaves and below the root well developed for an albuminous seed with a well-developed embryo the common morning glory ipomia purpurea figures forty to forty three is a convenient example being easy and prompt to grow and having all the parts well apparent the seeds duly soaked for examination and the germination should be compared with those of sugar and red maple the only essential difference is that here the embryo is surrounded by and crumpled up in the albumen this substance which is pulpy or mucilaginous in fresh and young seeds hardens as the seed ripens but becomes again pulpy in germination and as it liquefies the thin cotyledons absorb it by their whole surface it supplements the nutritive matter contained in the embryo both together form no large store but sufficient for establishing the seedling with tiny root stem and pair of leaves for initiating its independent growth which in due time proceeds as in figure forty four and forty five figure forty four seedling of morning glory more advanced root cut away cotyledons well developed into foliage leaves succeeding internode and leaf well developed and in the next forming figure forty five seedling more advanced reduced to much below natural size smaller embryos less developed in the seed are more dependent upon extraneous supply of food 
the figures forty-six to fifty-three illustrate four grades in this respect the smallest that of the peony is still large enough to be seen with a hand magnifying glass and even its cotyledons may be discerned by the aid of a simple stage microscope the broad cotyledons of mirabilis or four o'clock with the slender collicle almost encircle and enclose the flowery albumen instead of being enclosed in it as in the other illustrations evidently here the germinating embryo is principally fed by one of the leaf-like cotyledons the other being out of contact with the supply in the embryo of abronia a near relative of mirabilis there is a singular modification one cotyledon is almost wanting being reduced to rudiment leaving it for the other to do the work this leads to the question of the number of cotyledons in all the preceding illustrations the embryo however different in shape and degree of development is evidently constructed upon one and the same plan namely that of two leaves on a collicle or initial stem a plan which is obvious even when one cotyledon becomes very much smaller than the other as in the rare instance of the abronia figures fifty four and fifty five in other words the embryos so far examined are all dicotyledonous that is two cotyledoned plants which are thus similar in the plan of the embryo agree likewise in the general structure of their stems leaves and blossoms and thus form a class named from their embryo dicotyledons or in english dicotyledonous plants so long a name being inconvenient it may be shortened to dicotyls figure forty six section of a seed of a peony showing a very small embryo in the albumen near one end figure forty seven this embryo detached and more magnified figure forty eight section of a seed of barberry showing the straight embryo in the middle of the albumen figure forty nine its embryo detached figure fifty section of a potato seed showing the embryo coiled in the albumen figure fifty one its embryo detached figure fifty two section of the seed of mirabalis or four o'clock showing the embryo coiled around the outside of the albumen figure fifty three embryo detached showing the very broad and leaf-like cotyledons applied face to face and the pair incurved figure fifty four embryo of abronia umbellata one of the cotyledons very small figure fifty five same straightened out polycotyledonous is a name employed for the less usual case in which there are more than two cotyledons the pine is the most familiar case this occurs in all pines the number of cotyledons varying from three to twelve in figures fifty six and fifty seven they are six note that they are all on the same level that is belong to the same node so as to form a circle or whorl at the summit of the collicle when there are only three cotyledons they divide the space equally are one-third of the circle apart when only two they are one hundred and eighty degrees apart that is are opposite in the case of three or more cotyledons which is constant in pines and in some of their relatives but not in all of them is occasional among dicotyls and the polycotyledonous is only a variation on the dicotyledonous type a difference in the number of leaves in the whorl for a pair is a whorl reduced to two members some suppose that there are really only two cotyledons even in a pine embryo 
but these divided or split up congenitally so as to imitate a greater number but as leaves are often in whorls on ordinary stems they may be so at the very beginning figure fifty six section of a pine seed showing its polycotyledonous embryo in the centre of the albumen moderately magnified figure fifty seven seedling of the same showing the freshly expanded six cotyledons in a whorl and the plumule just appearing monocotyledonous meaning with a single cotyledon is the name of the one cotyledoned sort of embryo this goes along with the peculiarities in stem leaves and flowers which altogether associate such plants into a great class called monocotyledonous plants or for shortness monocotyls it means merely that the leaves are alternate from the very first in iris figures fifty eight and fifty nine the embryo in the seed is a small cylinder at one end of the mass of the albumen with no apparent distinction of parts the end which almost touches the seed coat is collicle the other end belongs to the solitary cotyledon in germination the whole lengthens but mainly the cotyledon only enough to push the proximate end fairly out of the seed from this end the root is formed and from a little higher the plumule later emerges it would appear therefore that the cotyledon answers to a minute leaf rolled up and that a chink through which the plumule grows out is a part of the inrolled edges the embryo of indian corn shows these parts on a larger scale and in a more open state figures sixty six to sixty eight there in the seed the cotyledon remains imbibing nourishment from the softened albumen and transmitting it to the growing root below and new forming leaves above figure fifty eight section of a seed of the iris or flower de luce enlarged showing its small embryo in the albumen near the bottom figure fifty nine a germinating seedling of the same its plumule developed into the first four leaves alternate the first one rudimentary the cotyledon remains in the seed figure sixty section of an onion seed showing the slender and coiled embryo in the albumen moderately magnified figure sixty one seed of the same in early germination figure sixty two germinating onion more advanced the chink at base of cotyledon opening for the protrusion of the plumule consisting of a thread-shaped leaf figure sixty three section of base of figure sixty two showing plumule enclosed figure sixty four section of same later plumule merging figure sixty five later stage of sixty two upper part cut off figure sixty six a grain of indian corn flatwise cut away a little so as to show the embryo lying on the albumen which makes the principal bulk of the seed figure sixty seven a grain cut through the middle in the opposite direction dividing the embryo through its thick cotyledon and its plumule the latter consisting of two leaves one enclosing the other figure sixty eight the embryo taken out whole the thick mass is the cotyledon the narrow body partly enclosed by it is the plumule the little projection at its base is the very short radical enclosed in the sheathing base of the first leaf of the plumule figure sixty nine grain of indian corn in germination 
the ascending sprout is the first leaf of the plumule enclosing the younger leaves within at its base the primary root has broken through figure seventy the same advanced the second and third leaves developing while the sheathing first leaf does not further develop the general plan is the same in the onion figure sixty to sixty five but with a striking difference the embryo is long and coiled in the albumen of the seed to ordinary examination it shows no distinction of parts but germination plainly shows that all except the lower end of it is cotyledon for after it has lengthened into a long thread the chink from which the plumule in time emerges is seen at the base or near it so the collicle is extremely short and does not elongate but sends out from its base a simple root and afterwards others in a cluster not only does the cotyledon lengthen enormously in the seedling but unlike that of iris indian corn and all the cereal grains it raises the comparatively light seed into the air the tip still remaining in the seed and feeding upon the albumen when this food is exhausted and the seedling is well established in the soil the upper end decays and the emptied husk of the seed falls away in maize or indian corn figures sixty six to seventy the embryo is more developed in the seed and its parts can be made out it lies against the starchy albumen but is not enclosed therein the larger part of it is the cotyledon thickish its edges involute and its back in contact with the albumen partly enclosed by it is the well-developed plumule or bud which is to grow for the cotyledon remains in the seed to fulfil its office of imbibing nourishment from the softened albumen which it conveys to the growing sprout the part of this sprout which is visible is the first leaf of the plumule rolled up into a sheath and enclosing the rudiments of the succeeding leaves at the base enclosing even the minute collicle in germination the first leaf of the plumule develops only as a sort of sheath protecting the tender parts within the second and third form the first foliage the collicle never lengthens the first root which is formed at its lower end or from any part of it has to break through the enclosing sheath and succeeding roots soon spring from all or any of the nodes of the plumule simple stemmed plants are thus built up by the continuous production of one leaf-bearing portion of stem from the summit of the preceding one beginning with the initial stem or collicle in the embryo some dicotyls and many monocotyls develop only in this single line of growth as to parts above ground until the flowering state is approached for some examples see cycas figure seventy one front at the left a tall yucca or spanish bayonet and two cocoa-nut palms behind at the right form a group of sugar canes and a banana behind end of section three recording by corinne lepage